This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show, we have an utterly awesome show for you today. We have a couple of teenage prodigies that are uh, authors, and they've done some incredible work. And uh, one of them has been on before. The other one is new to us. And but they're both um, prolific at what they do. But first, speaking of prolific, Eric is making the weather nice in October. How did you do that? <laughs> I always have to give the disclaimer that I don't <laughs> make the weather. I, I just report on it. And uh, yeah, it, it, we got a beautiful day right now. 72 degrees and sunshine. And tomorrow it's supposed to be 73 and sunny. So not too shabby for the Pacific Northwest in mid-October. No, I must say. Now, this must qualify for Indian summer. I, I You know, I don't know if we've had our first frost, and uh, I don't know if it's a, a two-day window, if it counts as it, but we're definitely having a, a very nice fall so far. Uh, awesome. Hey, Eric, I got to ask you, because I, I, I honestly don't know this after 20 years. When you were a teenager, did you write? Did you have a calling to like write any like books or like like uh, blogs? They didn't have blogs back then, I don't think. But but, you know, to write anything. I, I was writing uh, uh, quite a lot of bad poetry. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, And those that bad poetry is now turned into song lyrics, hasn't it? Well, I, I'd like to think that I've gotten a little better over time. <laughs> so it's not quite the bad poetry that it was back then. But you got to start somewhere, right? Oh, absolutely. And and speaking starting somewhere, Mitch is on the show as well today. So Mitch Parfit is with us. And uh, Mitch, I got to ask you, when you were a kid, did you were, did, were you a prolific writer? Did you like to write a lot? Um, I did actually like writing. I, I wouldn't say I was a prolific writer, but no, I wrote, um, yeah, I wrote all kinds of things. I, I do enjoy writing. I mostly wrote, I actually did write a lot of poetry and I wrote a lot of songs. I, for a while wanted to be an artist or a musician, you know, write songs and sing them. And so, yeah, I have, uh, I still have my, you know, remember the old, um, notepad notebook things uh, that were like the black and white mixed front you could write your name in the center it had a little label oh, yeah. on it yeah eric knows and so yeah i used to that was my where i wrote my um poems and my songs and all kinds of stuff but that's about as far as i've got i never i never fully wrote any sort of books or anything like that i wrote some short stories for school but i do enjoy writing yes there must obviously be something wrong with me. I never wrote a thing in my entire life. Anyway, <laughs> if when I was a teenager, if a ball wasn't involved, I didn't care. Um, I played baseball and basketball and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, but we have got a couple of prolific writers that just happen to be teenagers. One of which, you know, um, Mitch, I've been interviewed a lot of authors and I ask a lot of them. You know, so how many words an hour can you write? And I want you to, and I asked Shanti the same thing. And she said a thousand words an hour 
that she can write in in and intelligently write and then form it into a into a book she's got nine well i guess we should ask her because i don't know how many books she's got out now and she's with another teenage uh writer his name is warren so uh, let's bring them or no, his name is asher warren let's bring them both on and uh and say hello hey guys Hi. how you doing great how are you i'm good we're, we're we're good it's great to have you back shanti we really appreciate uh, you coming in but now the last time you were on the show we were i think at nine what are we up to now so for written i've done well, it's 28 books completed and then i've just published number 15 um on sunday so the last <laughs> Mitch, how long ago was it that we talked to her? Oh man, it was what? It's about four or five months ago. And wasn't it nine at that point? And now you're at fifteen. I think it was twelve. Published, I think. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit up there. But two books in the last five months. I mean, (laughs) I can't touch that. And uh, would you like to introduce the person sitting to your right, please? Yeah. This is Asher. I think was you were a guest, right? Yeah, I was a guest yeah. on here. Yeah, I was here a couple months ago, uh, and I loved it. It was great. Did, <laughs> oh boy, I, we were talking about my age. That was a couple of months ago. I don't remember, so that was so long ago. Um, but it's it's great to have the. T- I need to take my 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 memory pills. It's, Kevin, uh, it's a f- four. You missed the four o'clock window. You're, you're you got to crack open the Wednesday tab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to do that at five o five. That's when yeah. that's when I start cracking things open. I'll uh, remind you. Thank you. And, but it's it's great to have the two of you here. Uh, Asher's the one who reached out to us this time. And uh, I'm glad that uh, the two of you decided to come on together. Now, you know each other. You go to the same school, don't you? Not. We used to. We yeah. used to. Yeah. And so what school are, are you both going to now? I still go to the same school, San Diego, uh in Encinitas. And then I go to a private school in Carlsbad. And you are in the private school because, and in a lot of your writings and stuff, you went through a period where you were getting bullied like no other, as was your twin sister. Yeah. And so, so you decided to get the heck out of there and, uh, and go to a private school. So good for you. Um, yeah. Good for you. So, so Asher, when do you have a book coming out? Uh, I have a book coming out this Halloween, actually. Oh, uh-oh. What's yeah. that one about? I got an idea. Yeah, it's a it's a ghost story, which is a it's a type of book I've been wanting to write for a long, long time. But it's not just like uh, jump scare, bumps in the night. It follows a woman whose life has been super tragic. Her friends are horrible. She doesn't have much family left. And these events, these like spiritual encounters or life just make everything worse. So the book doesn't just focus on the scary side of things. It mostly focuses on her life. And how everything is affecting her as a person and how she's trying to get through it. How did you learn how to write? Huh? Sorry? Asher, how did you learn how to write? And I assume, Shanti, that you've read this book, have you? Yeah, I've read most of it. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I think so. And and so 
when did you start writing asher i don't remember when i started writing i was probably like three or four i used to make like little comic books that i would try to sell to my parents for like an outrageously overpriced amount i would draw like dad you buy this for 30 dollars i can spend on video games but my parents noticed i loved writing so much so when i was seven i went to this program where you wrote a short story and it was published like the library of congress and then it was like ever since then i just didn't stop writing short stories and then eventually when i was a freshman in high school that turned into like full-length novels and how many books have you written uh, i'm on book number five that's just not fair that's uh, miss that that is uh what is, what is that 20 books between the two of them <laughs> It's more, more than I can, more than I can say I've written. So. And, and one of Shanti's books is almost a thousand pages, isn't it? Oh yeah. The original, um, that was, it was split into, um, three separate books, but yeah, like all together, like I've had some really long, like most of the books that end up being that long, I tend to split either down the middle or in like to a trilogy because I feel like every single book that's that long is usually not supposed to be a single book. Well, yeah, no, the original draft of Biomlock was like 900 pages. And I had another one, actually two different ones recently that I worked on last year. And one of them was like 600 and the other was like 700. Which took you, what, a day and a half to write? Yeah. You're so fast. <laughs> a couple months. That's, that's just, that's just to me. Now, is there something in the water where the two of you live or are there a bunch of other authors uh, that are teenagers like yourself that are, that are writing to this clip or is this kind of unique for you guys? I have no idea. I don't know. I only know I, besides Shanti, of course, I personally only know one other teenage author. So, and, and the two of you live within a mile of each other and you've written 20 books and, and it's, it's, it's just amazing to me. Um, now, Shanti, you have another book. coming. When's your next book coming out for you? So I just published um, number 15. Thankfully now, actually, like I have the backlog under control. So it's like, I swear I'm not actually like, it's not as quick as it seems. Like I just have a bunch of now completely fully edited books. So I just, number 15, which is called Helipads in Heaven. It's great. Um, it's probably going to end up being my most popular book. That just came out on October 15th, which is also my 16th birthday. And then I have another coming out on this. December 10th, I think. I think that's the confirmed release date. Yeah, December 10th. Yeah. And that one is actually um, a crossover between two different series. And so didn't, didn't I say that you, how many books do you have in process that aren't published yet? So, um, oh gosh, I have to do the math. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I can do the math on my books that I've written. <laughs> I can't do zero. <laughs> yeah. So I have 12 that are um, finished drafts. Some of them are in like the second or third rounds of editing. Some are just literally first drafts because I have a weird, like I, I'm always writing and editing a book at the same time. And then I have one that I'm just currently working on that I started a couple days ago because I just finished one and I'm taking some time away from it before I start editing. So I believe if, if my memory or if my math is close to being correct, correct, better than my memory is, that's 27, that's 27 different books. Yeah. 29? You're on your 29. Yeah, on my 29. Yeah. 
So that is 15 plus 14. You've got in oh, 14. Yeah. You, you have in that. How do you do it? So a lot of it is just, you know, I write the same amount every single day. Like sometimes I write more, but I, I like never write less than that. So really a part of it is building up the habit. The other is just like how I write because I'm always writing and editing a book. So I have this backlog of like unedited drafts I need to do a round or two of. Um, and then sometimes like I had, um, Hell Up Heads in Heaven, which is the one that just came out. It was like five rounds of editing and like five different drafts. It was brutal. Um, but really it's just because I'm always currently working on a new book and that I'm not stuck on one book, you know, through the entire editing process. Instead, like I am still doing the whole annoyingly long editing process, but I'm also working on something new at the same time. And that's amazing. Mitch, do you have any thoughts? Nope. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, yeah, very inspirational. I wish it makes me wish that I maybe focused a little bit more on writing stories. I feel like I had a lot of ideas and I had a lot of things that I wanted to write about when I was younger and I just didn't do it. I don't know if I had the attention span. That's why I stuck to poems and songs, <laughs> but like, what Kevin, I think, was saying, Shanti, correct me if I'm wrong, you can write around a thousand words an hour. Is that right? Yeah, I usually, so I do around a thousand words a day, but sometimes it takes longer oh, okay. depending on how I'm planning. You no, know, but it usually, so I do like these little writing sprints. Um, and the most I can do is I can do probably around a thousand words in 15 to 20 minutes if I'm writing consistently. But typically it tends to take around an hour. Um, because I have to think through my scenes and I like to take breaks. Um, but yeah, I do a thousand words every single day. Over the summer, I tend to do a lot more. I tend to do 4,000, 5,000 words. Um, with all the marketing I have to do, like that can be challenging sometimes, but as long as I'm writing a minimum of a thousand words a day, I consider it to be a good day. Now, are you typing or writing? I cannot handwrite things. <laughs> I, I'm typing. I, I was going to say, I can't. Now, are you like me, a two finger typist, or do you type with all your fingers at once? Oh, I don't know. I'm a two finger typist. So it's <laughs> two fingers. And it, I'm... Why? Yeah, I think myself to be fast at it. <laughs> See, now he's after, and Asher's more like me. It's like, bink a bink a bink a bink a bink. You're like, I, I and... type really fast with two fingers. So Really? Yeah, my my most I think it was like a, I I don't count like per twenty minutes, but the most I did in an hour was like a little over five thousand words. Huh? So I can, did you say five thousand? In like did an you hour, say five thousand yeah, words? A maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I can't even I think of that many words to say. I w I was in the zone at the moment. I had good music. Yeah. <laughs> So you put on headsets and then you then you just yeah. type away. I put in my headphones or I play music from my um, record player that I have upstairs and I just write. Okay, what kind of music do you like to listen to? It heavily. It's so different. Like sometimes I'll be in the mood for like Elton John or something, but then sometimes it'll be like what's a band that's like Deftones or something like that. It like varies. It can either be super calm or like super aggressive. It depends on like what I'm writing that day. So what's your what's your favorite Elton John song? I'm pretty basic. I probably just gotta go like your song or something like that. It's a good, good song. song. It was, I heard it. I, it was a big song throughout my childhood, so it's probably that one. 
Uh, how about uh, someone say my now? Now you're getting into my wheelhouse, there, there, Mitch. Uh, someone say my life tonight is a wonderful song. You you would love love that one. That's and um, and goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, and and yeah. Then, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road came out when I was your age. It's not that long ago. Thank you. You can come back anytime you like. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was in 1974, 1975, and, and I was uh, 16, 17, some, somewhere in there. Uh, so, so, Asher, how old are you? And uh, You're I turned, what? I turned 16 a couple months ago. Wow. So you're, so you're, you're the older one of the two. You're, yeah. You, yeah. Because you've got a lot of age to you, do you give Shanti a lot of advice about life and stuff? Yeah. All, sure. all my well, you've gathered so much more wisdom in those two months than she could have possibly gotten, you know. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's sure. just true. You look at her face. She knows I'm right. So. <laughs> uh, oh, welcome back, Mitch, by the way. We almost made it. We almost did, uh, but that's, that, that's okay. He his his uh, internet uh, is is has uh, had a fit. Um. So, but <laughs> but he's back. I'm back. And yes, indeed. So, uh, Shanti, the book that is coming out or just coming out now. What is that one about? We've got a ghost story coming out on Halloween, and we're going to tell everybody how that you can get their books in just a second. But what do you? What's the book that you've got coming out? What's it about? So um, the book that I just published is called Helipads in Heaven, and it is about an author who is time traveling back in time to observe her younger self, except that's going to come with a lot of complications because the one rule, and she's doing this as part of an experiment for a um, for Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Los Angeles, and part of the agreement is she can you know gain information for a new book of hers. But she can't interact with her younger self, and they have some precautions in place. But unfortunately, she is sent twenty years back in time, which is also one of the most dramatic points of her life, and a very, um, you know, instrumental part of what made her a writer. But she has to go back and sort of re-experience it. Only this time, she's not actually the little girl experiencing it. She has to watch everything happen from afar, and it's going to be very difficult for her to actually not interact. And maybe she will, maybe she won't. But you're going to have to read it to find out. And then the one that I have coming out on December 10th, I believe. I don't know if I started marketing that because it's like I'm still a couple months out. Um, that is a crossover between two of my oldest works, I Unlock and The Nightmare of Zelda Wayne. Cool. By, by the way, are you familiar with the movie Somewhere in Time? I'm not. Oh, that's because it's an old, well, it's an older movie. Uh, Mitch, are you familiar with that one? If you told me who is in it, I might be. I'm not necessarily familiar with the title, though. Superman. Christopher Reeve. Oh, okay. Yeah. The original Superman. Well, the, 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 yeah, this, is a, this is about an uh, uh, older lady who uh, uh, puts a, um, uh, um, a pocket watch into the young actor's hand. He's like 20-something. And she says, come back to me. And so he figures out a way to clear his entire room of everything. In, and he went and got uh, changed from 50 years ago. And he went and got everything out of his room that was modern and took it all the way back then. And then he 
magically went back in time. This is why they have a movie. Went back in time 50 years, and then they had a relationship, and they were in the middle of their relationship, and he gets into his pocket, and he finds a penny from 1979. And immediately he's transported back to the to present, which is anyway. I saw that movie last night. That's that's where I'm at. I don't watch Harry Potter. I watch <laughs> movies that that are older. But but anyway, so c- c- congratulations on those two books. I, you're self published, aren't you? Yeah. Why? When are you going to um, go talk to a publisher about taking this over for you? Won't that be easier? Potentially. I have a couple of books right now that I'm thinking of querying just because, you know, it's worth a shot. It's something I haven't tried yet, mainly because I'm still like building up that platform. But it is something that I've been talking about lately. Do you realize how unusual it is for someone your age to to have written so many pieces, so many works that people actually that people are buying and liking, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Do you, you realize how rare that is? Yeah. What do you think about that? What do your parents think about that? It's like, so, you know, because I've been doing this for so long now and because it's been part of, you know, my day-to-day life, literally since I was like 12 years old, because, you know, that's, yeah, that's when I published my first book, I don't think about it a lot. Um, but, you know, there's, I'll talk to people and I'll talk to my parents and then I'll realize, like, you know, this is actually something that's like, really 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 rare and also really really cool and like i know my parents are like super proud of me and they're super supportive um there's not a lot like they do for me just because they don't you know they don't really like you know know any more than i do about publishing but it's like still really great to have that support well you know i I think that's great that your that your parents support you by the way we're talking with asher warren and shanti henderson between them They've been on the planet a combined 31 years or 32 years, and they've got 20 books uh, between them that are all published, and that's just phenomenal. But, uh, Mitch, I've blown through the first break, so would you mind taking us to the first break? (laughs) Absolutely. So just like Kevin was saying, we have Asher Warren and Shanti Hershenson here. Great, amazing artist. Stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio right now on KKNW 1150. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Do you need to boost your sales? Join our partnership program. Each quarter, we promote 10 partner businesses. What will you get? The company will produce one 30-second video for your business. Your website links on PositiveTalkRadio.net and KMMedia.pro. One dedicated podcast or radio show per month. One video Instagram reel. One YouTube short one 60 second clip for social media taken from your interview and at least one commercial airplay per show all podcast and video commercials are within the fabric of the show and will remain in the show forever visit kmmedia.pro to book a consultation today when you want to say more than words communicate you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. For being our appreciated listener, you can use promo code PTR20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. 
We believe in the power of telling your stories. We want to help yours be seen and heard. At the Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine, our purpose is to connect you to your community. Let's begin by celebrating the accomplishments of local artists featured in this brand new digital magazine. Here, you can learn about opportunities to creatively come together and support our local community and neighbors through the gift of art and service. If your business or organization would like to take part in this magazine, message us on Instagram at pnw.collab. You can download our free digital magazine at KM Media Pro today. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. And you're listening. My name is Kevin McDonald, and Mitch Parfit is here. And I'd personally like to thank Mitch for getting me out of the home so that I could come here and be with you all today. It was very nice. It's it's a nice home, actually. It's for old people. I'm kidding. Kind of. Um, <laughs> but, Mitch, thank you for being here. And uh, we've got two uh, really cool people that are that have grown up in a different era uh, well you've grown up in a different era mitch and they've grown up in a different era still they're 16 years old and between them they've written 20 books that are published and i'll bet you shanti could you even name all 15 books that you've published published yes written probably yeah i can I can do all 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Okay. I, let's, let's test you and see. Uh, give, us, give us a list of the books you've written. Odyssey, Odyssey, Diamond Ballad, Biome Lock, um, Biomes, Biome Blackout, Biome's End, Biome's Resurrect, Biome Nightmare, The Nightmare of Zyla Delane, The Curse of Zyla Delane, The Ruination of Zyla Delane. It's 10. Um, the Kingston Origin, You Won't Know Her Name, I Know Her Name, The Exhale Insurgent, The God's Right Hand, that's 15, uh, The Bane of Angel Fall Academy, um, <laughs> uh, Never Dying, Never Taken, Never Far, Never More, 20, um, Poetry Book That Doesn't Have a Title, um, Contestant, uh, whatever, there's two books and I don't have titles for them yet, they're like, contestant um 189 and um oh nine then um stars in the tomb arrows in the heart did i just get them all oh little green man oh poor little green man i love that book oh, and then um hot girl and then is that all of them yes okay that's all of them <laughs> and asher do you remember yeah. your five? Yes, I remember my five. I have, I have Maniacal, The Trees of Breathing, Remorse Regret, Magnolia, and The Carpenter Files. Those are my five. Oh, very, very cool. Now, uh, Shanti, you've written so many books. Has your style changed in the 
in, in the many, many years that you've been writing, all four of them, has your has your style changed over time? Honestly, it changes almost every book at this point. Um, now I think potentially I have a more like concrete style than I did like when I was younger. Like when I was younger, it was literally every single book had a new writing style. Um, but now, like I've noticed, like I'm kind of moving away from doing the long flowing sentences, and I'm learning more about like sentence structure. Um, so yeah, like definitely, and it's always still changing too, and I think it always will be changing. Interesting, Mitch. <laughs> what, you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, were you going to ask me a question? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was, I was wondering if you had a question for, uh, for Asher and Shanti. Oh, I mean, like, I think that do you, so some people have that they, they put themselves into a certain mindset or a certain space, whether it's where they're at their surroundings or whatnot, when it comes to being creative and doing anything, whether it's writing books or just anything at all, do you, do you have, so when, when you're, th when you're writing, whether it's coming up with a book or maybe you're in the middle of writing the book, what kind of, do you have your, do you have a space that you do that in that you dedicate to like, this is my space. And this is for both you guys cool. that you're like, all right, I'm in my space. Now it's time to write. Or what does that look like? I, I, me personally, I don't have like a specific space, but I have two requirements when it comes to writing. I have to be comfortable and I have to have music. If I don't have one or the other, I just can't do it. Nothing will come out. I love that. Personally, for me, I just write anywhere and everywhere. I like to write at coffee shops. I tend to write sometimes at home. Really, I just like it. So it's such a part of my day now that I like can't imagine not writing like every single second of every single day. It's just like writing time. And if I don't, I'm sad. You're like a traveling adventure writer. <laughs> I'm going to write here. I'm going to write there. Do you ever go different? And there he is. He's yeah. frozen again. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yes, now he's really gone. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll carry on with that. When you are when you are writing, um, I assume Shanti that you carry your laptop wherever you go. Basically, now I used to not because um, I had a separate Chromebook for school, but my niece wants to use my laptop, so it's literally everywhere. And uh, Asher, do you do you, do you write by laptop? Do you write uh, longhand? I, I can't do anything but my laptop. Like I've tried the school Chromebooks that they give, and they're absolutely awful. So even if I get yelled at by teachers or anything, I don't care. I'm bringing my laptop around. If I don't have it, I can't write. So, so uh, Mitch, welcome back. How are you? <laughs> you good? Hey, how's it going, Kevin? Glad to be back. It's it is the funnest thing to to have you here and to be going. Well, you know, I wanted that, and that's the end of it. We don't get to hear the rest. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to Xfinity Comcast uh, <laughs> right now. Um, if you plan to podcast or do any sort of video streaming and anything like this, really at all, and you want to have a smooth experience, don't choose Comcast or Xfinity. <laughs> So, so if if you are a representative of Comcast or and or Xfinity, and you want to contact Mitch, his his email is Mitch at I don't really give a dang dot com. 
Um, yep. so, <laughs> I would love Comcast or Xfinity to give me a talk because don't really understand the whole situation. Seems uh, to be okay. But anyway, back to the back to the story. <laughs> it, it seems to be okay. So the two of you are are prolific writers. You've written a lot. Yeah. Are you? Is that going to be your career, Shanti? Is that what you want to do with your life? Yeah, hundred percent. And how many books do you? Since you've written, published. I I want to make a distinction here. Published fifteen books in four years. How many do you think you'll have written by the time you're forty? A million. Um, I don't know. Because it, it depends, but also hopefully um, a lot. Um, I mean, if I keep up the same rate, then it could genuinely be like a serious amount. Um, but no, like thousands, you know, millions, a hundred. <laughs> and and Asher, how about yourself? Uh, if I can, if I continue the same rate so far, this is like like I said, my first year publishing actual books, and I'll be at three. So if I can continue that rate or go up a little more by the age of 40 maybe like 50 or so 60 or so uh obviously the goal like like she said is like billions but you know the more realistic numbers probably around 100 if not a little bit less if you write five books every year for the next 25 years you'll be at 125 books so that's not have a freaking library all by yourself that's doable. That's doable. Yeah. And I mean, I, I assume that as time goes on, those numbers would potentially increase, you know, to be 125, 150 plus. That's impressive. So it's great. So since both of you guys, first of all, I got to ask you, are either of you in English class? Yeah. We're in yeah. English. How much do you have to teach the teacher about English? <laughs> A few things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they're not listening. My my English teacher found out I did, and now grades me easier for some reason. I got like for I don't want to be the teacher's pet or anything, but that's what she treats me like. Like I get like special treatment. She'll be like, "Oh, we're doing an essay, but you can do something creative if you want instead." That's very good for me. Uh, so that's I, so I, funny. Yeah, I love it. I had that when I so when I was younger. So when I was in middle school, I had a drawing teacher, and that was kind of how it was. I I'm a pretty good drawer and um and painter and whatnot. And everybody else in the class besides myself, and I think I had one other buddy of mine that I was friends with, they all had their standard curriculum projects that they had to do. And he I drew a couple different things and he was so amazed by these drawings. They 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 seem to be something I enjoyed them very easy for myself. And he goes, you know what? He goes, just go in the back during class. He goes, just draw me these different pictures and just and just turn those in. That's 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 all I want. And I got like <laughs> it sounds so bad, but everybody had like desks and I had this couch <laughs> in the <laughs> back with a table. And I would just sit there and I would and I had no direction. He he was just like, draw whatever comes to your mind, you know. And I'm like, done. And so I would just draw these different things and I would turn them in and they, that was the grade that got input for the other things that were part of the curriculum for everybody cool. else. Yeah. Right. I enjoyed it. It was my favorite class because <laughs> I got to do whatever I wanted. So, you know, I would have been a teacher's pet, but uh, I forgot the one 
concrete rule about being a teacher's pet. You have to go to class in order to be the teacher's pet. Um, so I, I, except the football coach was my favorite teacher because he liked the way I played football, but they had nothing to do with class, sadly. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a lot of questions, but we'll, we'll say them for another time. <laughs> yeah. He finds out more and more about me, but uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I'm so excited to have uh, Asher Warren and Chanti Hershenson here because you guys are just something. And this is the third time you've been on the show, Shanti. What do you think? Do you like the show? Yeah. Wait, is it the third or the fourth? Wait. I can't remember. Don't ask I Kevin. Think. He's not going to be able to remember. <laughs> well, guess, guess how many. You're a prolific writer. Guess how many podcasts and radio shows I have up now. Guess. Go ahead. I dare you. A couple hundred. Huh? A couple hundred. Multiply it by three. 300? No, no, multiply it by three. You said you had a couple hundred. That would be two times. I have 635 uh, episodes up that's, on Positive Talk that's, Radio. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Well, see, Mitch, I can be impressive too. It is. That's impressive. Kevin, I am impressed by you. And I will go ahead and say that that's just Positive Talk Radio. Kevin's had other shows previous to this. What, one or two other ones previous to this? And they have a number. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Bye, Mitch. <laughs> Bye, Mitch. <laughs> Bye. There he goes. Comcast is going to get an angry letter this afternoon. I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I have uh, my independence report has uh, 450 episodes. So I have conducted well over 2,000 interviews in my radio career. Um, really impressive that's a lot yeah and you'd think i'd be better than i am but you know i can only be able to do what i do so but it's it's really is cool because you guys you know even to be 16 years old what do you think your future life is going to be like and where do you guys anticipate being when you're when you get to be old and gray like all the way living in mansions in new york city that tower over everyone else I don't think I'll make one. I'll make one. We'll build it. Okay. We'll build it first. Yeah. We'll have, have you thought about, have you guys thought about doing uh, um, uh, screenplays at all? I do screenplays. I am about, to, I'm going to start one soon because I don't know if I mentioned it on the last interview, but my, one of my friends really likes writing screenplays and filming short films. And then another one of my friends really wants to film a short film, but doesn't know how to write. And he's like, Asher, come on, man. So, I'll probably write one for him when I have the time. And if I can get into that, and if I do like it, I would love to do more. Oh, that's awesome. By the way, Mitch is back. Yay. Welcome, Mitch. How are you? <laughs> are you guys talking about Puffy Productions? Yes. That's, yeah, my friend Ethan's thing. Yeah. I'm going to watch the nominating. Is don't. that right? Yeah. So he he wanted to just get, he had so many good ideas for a short film but he didn't have any budget. So then he was like, what's the, I don't mean to talk bad about him. These are like his words. He's like, what's the crappiest idea I can come up with? That's funny. So he was, he came up with that idea where it's like a rip off of the Blair Witch, but with like literally like a gnome we bought at like the dollar store. And then he was like, hey, Asher, do you want to star in this? So somehow I ended up being the lead. So obviously like good for him. He got something out there and like filming it was a blast, but 
because of the analog camera he used, the editing process took away so much. So when you watch it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's funny. I'll give him that. He's a good director, but Puffy, Puffy Productions will have some upcoming things that are going to be, uh, at least when I've read the scripts, very good. He has one that he's working on. Is there a bunch of gnomes in this short no, film? No, there's one. And it's it's like a gnome with like an American flag as like a hat that, I don't know what story bought it. Was that Dollar Tree or Ralph's? And I love it. It was really funny. We just put like a bunch of like fake blood on it and like made it try to look super scary, but obviously you can't when it's like a stuffed animal gnome. But, you know, it was- Kind of looks like Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Kevin, are you the- This is a short film about Kevin. Yeah, no, 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 but uh, I'm excited for what he has coming next because this obviously was an idea that like he didn't really want to do, but like his actual ideas, I'm actually excited for because they're actually really, he likes doing horror. They're really creepy. They're very well thought out. And when he gets better equipment, I think that they're going to look great. Well, you guys, I, I got to tell you, it's amazing. It's a, it's just, it's just amazing. So has anybody been looking, lurking around? Cause you guys are in California, right? Anybody been lurking around your book saying, I think this would be a great movie and maybe uh, some it's happened. Yes. Yes. I, I can't remember, I'm not gonna say who, but yes. I, I, I have a name. Yeah. So you you're 16 years old and you got the name of a producer that you're not allowed to say? That's just not fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if anything's gonna happen, but I I knew someone that knew them and he was like, yeah, of course we'll talk to them for you. And what, what the, they responded with was they're currently working on a project and I think they're still working on it, but afterward they would love to take a look at my stuff. Which I, even if nothing happens, I still think it's really cool that someone like that even sees like who I am. But if something does come out of it, that would literally be like a dream come true. And like five, five, even like four year old me would be like, whoa, like that's just like, I could that's never. Exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. His name's not, uh, you know, like uh, Spielberg or anything. No, 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 it's not that. Not that. Lucas Martin, Scorsese. Scorsese. Not, not that. Scorsese. Not that. Not that. Michael Bay. No, no, no. Christian, we'll Christian Nolan. <laughs> Stop me when I'm getting close. Guy Ritchie, no. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> so, so I, th- I think now, now Shanti. The last time we talked, we were talking about taking one of your, because um, you've got a trilogy out. And taking that trilogy and making like three different or four movies out of that. This is this is radio, dear. You can't nod your head. You're supposed oh, to. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a lot of books in mind that I think would make like really great, um, true films. I mean, some of them. I was talking to my dad about it. Like, there's some of them I think would be TV shows, and others I think would be films because a lot of them are really really long. And those really, really long books, I feel like, would make kind of movies that then you would have to cut a lot from them. And instead of having a TV show, could really expand, like, all the stories. I'm about to bring up a topic that uh, you may not want to talk about, and I'm perfectly okay, and I understand it. But, you know, the writers' um, union just um, finished their strike. Uh, what are, What's your guys' opinion of AI, and how is that going to affect um, authors like yourself? So I think it's definitely something we're thinking about because I know a lot of people use AI to generate covers or different parts of their books. Um, and a bit of the concern with like the covers is like, well, it is kind of taking away from actual artists, but also a lot of that art can be stolen 
just because of the way AI works. Um, but personally, I think it's very easy to tell if something's been written by AI yeah. at this point. It has a certain kind of structure to it, and really it doesn't have that same quality of emotion that like human writing has. Um, but I do think that it's also, um, you know, there's a whole database of like books whose, um, you know, like that have been used to train AI and like authors whose works have been like almost stolen. And I don't think that's fair um, because there is kind of a lack of permission. But I also think AI has, especially with writing, has a very long, long way to go before it can actually replace like human writers if it will ever. Because, you know, an AI is not human. It doesn't have the same emotion and it really can't easily. Well, right now, don't they have to, don't you have to like program into AI the, the plot and what's happening and, and it can write the verbiage, but it can't necessarily, um, hello? Huh? Yeah. Did we lose somebody? Uh, no, Mitch is still there. <laughs> anyway. Um, so once I wasn't lost. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I think that you're right with the emotion um, that a human can put into it, and different plot twists and turns. I think that that I think you. Well, I know you guys are safe uh, because you are. Um, you can change on a dime, and you've written all kinds of things. What, um, Shanti? I know you've written several books about bullying. Do you, are you still writing on that topic and subject? Um, of the books I have about bullying now, and I do have a couple of them that have, you know, like those kinds of themes. I mean, Hell of Pets in Heaven is, you know, bullying is a very prominent theme in it, but it's also, they're a lot more, you know, fictional than my works about bullying were a couple years ago. Um, and then actually the book I started right now is seldomly, it's not the right word, like seldom about bullying. Um, although I'm still kind of working through the plot as I write those early chapters, I'm not sure how big um, a role it's going to be. But yeah, occasionally it still comes up in my work. Well, and I thank you for writing the works that you have. Can we point to some some of the books that you've written about bullying? And because I know you in one of your old schools, you were the victim of that. And I'm glad that you had the opportunity to write about it. But it can be really helpful to somebody else who may find themselves in the same situation that you were in. So can you give us a couple of titles? Yes. Yeah, so I would recommend first off checking out You Won't Know Her Name. That is my top selling book about bullying. That is the one. It's literally my most popular book. still. I mean, actually, no, it's the most reviewed book of mine. And um, that is the book that was really like a big break for my career. It was wonderful. Um, you should also check out I Know Her Name, which is a companion poetry collection that are real poems I wrote before, during, and after the time in which I wrote You Won't Know Her Name. Um, there's also Hell of Has in Heaven, which just came out. And that one is a little, of course, it's a lot more fictional because, I mean, it literally involves time travel. But also, it's, slight, it's a lot less mature than You Won't Know Her Name is. And it's a much lighter read. So say those names again a little slower. Yeah, sorry. So there's um you won't know her name, I know her name, and then Hell of Hats in Heaven. And they can pick them up uh, at Amazon and anywhere. Yeah, basically Amazon and everywhere you buy books online. They come up everywhere. I've seen them. They're on like Walmart's website, Target's website. Just if you look, you can even look on your local independent bookstore's website, and there's probably a way to order them. So just look, and you'll be able to find them. 
And I highly recommend that if you want to pick up either of these fine authors' books, go to a local bookstore, a mom and pop. Uh, They can order it online and they can uh, order it in for you. But it's good to give those people some business because if we don't, there's a there's a likelihood that they are going to go out of business. So uh, support your local book sellers. Uh, that would be my my wish for for your book. So um, and all the all fifteen are are out somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, you can like as they they come up in libraries at schools. Like genuinely, like if you go look, there's a chance you might find one of them. What is it? Do you ever th- as you're sitting there looking at Amazon or any of these other booksellers and your name is there and your bio's there and the book's there, do you ever wonder how the hell did I do all this? Yes. There are some moments where I do, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how did I get here? Like, this is all crazy. Um, but of course, you know, it's been my reality for so long that it's ha- it's hard to acknowledge that it's like, as crazy as it is. Well, you know, you know something, Mitch. Um, she just said something that made me giggle, and it's like that was a really big break in my career. She's sixteen. I haven't got a career yet, and I'm sixty-six. <laughs> Kevin, your big break's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had one three years ago when I fell. That was my biggest break. I was about to say I'm not going to elaborate on the break part, but <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. But I just, I just think that's, that's awesome. That, uh, great. Uh, so how many books, if you had to guess between the two of you, how many books have you sold? Total between two of us. Yeah. 25,000. I'm sorry. What? 25,000. You, 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 what's your total? Five, then you're just 20. Yeah. It is 25,000. Yeah. You've so between the two of you at 16 years of age, You've sold twenty five thousand books. That's not that's that is really remarkable. And in all seriousness, you should be really proud of yourselves. Thank you. And and your parents should be too. And I know I know Shanti's are Asher. I didn't ask you. Um, um, how do you, how does your your family feel about uh, your writing and stuff? Again, it's kind of a thing where like my close family, I've literally been doing this since like I could pick up a pen or anything since like literally since I discovered what paper is, I've been writing in some sort of way. So it's not like it's come to a surprise to them. So they're obviously supportive, but they're not like super shocked. But my extended family, like my aunts and uncles where where they didn't know me as well, like I'm not huge in like that in contact with them. So every once in a while, they're like these sense of posts where it's like, uh, local newspaper and my face and they're like what uh so it's some like extended family is like super super shocked like uh, i have my aunt she's flying in later this week because i have a signing on saturday and like she's like i never would have expected this which thanks that kind of hurts um you know i've been doing this for a while but uh it's not that much of a shock to them you have a book signing on saturday where's the book signing uh, Mysterious Galaxy, downtown San Diego. Congratulations! That's that's a big deal. There are a lot of a lot of authors that have been doing it a long time. Um, I do I do have to ask before I ask this next question, Mitch. Do you have another thought? Well, I was just curious. This is an outside question, but obviously we know you both love to write books. You're great at it. You've read many, and it's awesome. Is there any other 
passions or things that projects that you guys are working on outside of writing books? Is there anything else that you guys? I've, I've won. It's, it's something that I honestly should, I talked to you, Kevin, about this last time. I should do this more consistently. My friend, Ethan, Puffy Productions, we've been best friends for several years. We have a podcast together. It's literally just like crap talking to each other. And it's like, I'm so sorry you had to be a guest on it. Like all we do is like say the most out of pocket stuff. It's literally just two unfiltered friends having a conversation that's pointless and then we post it. But I find it so fun to do, but it's so hard to find the time. So I don't do it as often as I should, but it is something that I do really enjoy doing that I want to continue doing as long as we can. And well, Shanti, Shanti, tell us what about, about you? This- Mitch, oh, she's got this thing that she was doing that involves wheels and skates or something along the. Oh, oh yeah, yes. I, have, I remember. Um, yeah, I have a couple different hobbies. Um, but one of them is I like to skateboard. Oh, I'm so I took him to the skateboard once. He I brought him to the skateboard it. and he just watched the entire time. I sat with her dad. I couldn't even stand. Yeah, it. it's so bad. It's like right by my school. So, um, but other things I do, um, I have a couple like side projects and I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about them. Um, I do a lot of stuff within like kind of social justice and like politics and like like voter engagement and things like that. Um I usually don't elaborate too much because um sure. unfortunately it can be hard to talk about such topics. Um in this country um i, I do a lot of stuff <laughs> say no more we understand we're yeah we 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 stay away go ahead we we stay away from politics and religion because there ain't no win in that battle if you know what i mean um and and stuff but i did want to ask the two of you because you know shanti uh, has written uh 15 books and asher has written five at 16 that's amazing all by itself and um, you probably don't know this, but there was a, a rock band many, many, many years ago called the Beatles. Yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and they all were from Liverpool. They all grew up in roughly the same area in Liverpool, and yet they got together to form the number one uh, rock band in the world, in my humble opinion. Uh, how did you two meet? Um, because you two are very prolific uh, writers, and you're doing what you're doing. I I know that one time you went to the same school. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll tell the story because okay. We met a year ago. T- we met a year ago today, actually. So, we got a, we got a minute, so hurry. <laughs> was uh, a year ago. I got the school newspaper and I saw that it had another author, so I found her Instagram and I messaged her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a year ago today that we met up at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like, hey, do you want to go have lunch and talk don't, about we books? We don't got to talk about this. <laughs> Asher was like, there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly right. You and guys. Is- the game's battle, and um, that's why I don't go to the same school. <laughs> yeah, I won. So yeah, she had really being Okay. You guys, we I really have appreciated having you on the show. You give me hope for the next and the next and the next generation. This is, this is somewhere back there. And I want to thank everybody for being here. Mitch, it's your job to take us off the show. Take us out of the show. 
All right. Taking us out. Thank you to all of our beautiful w- listeners out there. We got Asher Warren and Shanti Hershenson. You can check out Warren at warrencreations.com. Great guest. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150. And remember, be kind to one another because each other is all we've got. Well done. Uh,